0: Thank you. Hi, it's Jonathan Williams back again at the Bricks and Mortar podcast. Bricks and Mortar podcast, well that's a podcast about property and if you've been listening for the last 30 odd episodes you'll know it's all about buying, selling, renting and investing in property and if you've got an interest in that then I'm sure that we'll have something that floats your boat and lights your candle in the next half hour or so. I'll tell you where I'm at at the moment, I'm up at Annie's Land, you'll probably hear... um, the noises in the background. I'm watching number one playing a semi-final of a cup competition at the hockey. I'm stuck in the car because I tell you what, it is utterly Baltic. They've just got a a penalty corner just about to to be hit here. So I'm really gonna have to wrap this up and actually go out and start watching the game. So this week's episode is the first of a two-part conversation that I've had with a gentleman by the name of Bobby McKean. Now, for those of you who don't know, Bobby McKean is the director of the BNI, which is the Business Network International. That is the networking uh, breakfast club that I go to on a Friday, and Bobby runs uh, a flower and uh, fruit business, in. and great chat, uh, and you'll no doubt, get some some fantastic feedback from my chat with Bobby. He's uh, yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of stories, and we prattled on. The interview took place about a fortnight ago, and we prattled on for about an hour. And I thought, God, there's no way that I can condense this into one episode. So I'm going to throw it out there over two particular episodes, and and see how we get on with that. So BNI, what's that all about? networking is pretty much what it's all about. We go out there on a Friday morning at uh, the ungodly hour of 7 o'clock is when we start. Uh, We have our breakfast and then we sit down and there's about 24 of us who sit down every Friday without fail. And everybody has an opportunity of doing what's called a 60 seconds. So you stand up and you're pinned, you do your 60 seconds and you tell the group, the assembled group, what you've done during the week and what kind of referrals that you're looking for. And then somebody does a 10 minutes, which is is more of a sort of glorified 60 seconds. There's a bit, there's an educational slot, which I'm in charge of. So I'm trying to educate the group in connection with all things networking and and trying to grow their business and the whole ethos of the BNI is something that's called giver's gain and it it's quite interesting that I think when you go to these networking things a lot of people think that it's about how many cards you can give to your To those in the room, and it's nothing like that at all at the BNI. It's all, as I say, about giver's gain. So, what they're wanting you to do is to be, in essence, a person of value. And what that means is that you have got to give to the room. So, you look at the assembled 24 and you see what you're able to give to them, and that's what you're raison d'etre is that's what you look to do you don't look to get referrals you look to give referrals and the idea is that if you give a referral you're not expecting a referral back from the person that you give a referral to but what you're looking for is referrals from everybody else in the group so the more that you give then the more you you will uh, receive and uh, quite a novel concept uh, and it's one that I think I've been preaching now for two years, and I tell you what, it really does work. I'm going to get out, going to watch the end of the hockey, and then you can listen to Bobby McKean.
1: executes the job, he sends him a gift, my country, country basket, gives him the cheese, and then uh-huh, right? he sends one of them for gratitude, for thankfulness, because he always feels when he does a job of work that people are so grateful for, yeah. for what he's changed my living room, he's changed my kitchen. Yep. I really, I can't tell you how much, it makes me feel good to come in. Uh-huh. And he says it's, it's worth... Uh, it's
0: doing. an amazing thing that, that so many people don't do it um, about that gratitude after because it's very much... I know, And I always thought about this on the legal side of things that in essence it didn't really matter what you did from day one until the date of entry, as long as the date of entry went smoothly, that's all the client would would Mm -hmm. remember. So when the client's sitting eating their pizza at at, at seven, eight o'clock at night, as long as the removal went well, then they would be happy with that. And then if you add on that you give them a bunch of flowers Mm -hmm. Uh or this or that, or some, some sort of token, it's almost like a token gesture, but it's amazing how much but that Do you
1: know what it is? It's first of all, it's nice to be the education, the world's education is to be grateful for everything you get and show sure gratitude. Right, thing, okay, right. But the second thing is from a business perspective, you're now investing in your next clients. Yes. Because that for sure, doing that you're number one. Um, my friend owns a holiday company and he just sends a Happy birthday, card She's like, can't tease me a holiday every year.
0: It's just such a small, small thing. But you
1: have to, you have to understand um, that I have other Audi, see Audi, Audi take flowers from us, right? But Audi, you have to squeeze the money out of them for to get it because they don't want to do it. They do it because it's the right thing, and then they, d- 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 because they want to. Cassie salesmen that. Take every single penny as a prisoner uh-huh, to them, uh-huh. and and every penny they spend more than they think they need to. As a penny's loss in profit, but they don't see it as an investment. And I'm saying, listen, this is but the, that's the wrong attitude. But that's why I'm saying specifically Audi, and I'm not getting against Audi. Uh-huh. But they have that mindset; they haven't got gratitude. Yep. but they give the gift, and and because they know there's an outcome. But the the, the, the greedy banker, I will call him. Um, he just wants to hold on to his money. He wants me to give the gift for him. But so, the whole thing
0: about the gratitude thing is that it's not about what you can get. It's all about gratitude, as in you mm-hmm. being grateful to that person. It's not as if you're doing that as a means mm-hmm. to an end.
1: But, but when, you, when you run a business, you have a 2 prong thought about it. Fair dues. Because uh-huh. you know, as a byproduct of your gratitude towards the client, that they're automatically going to go, Do you know what did? He
0: bought me some fruit. I think there always has to be uh-huh. that. Because you're running a business, yeah, there for is sure. something in the background, mm-hmm. and you'd be daft not to think about it. That's that that why. See,
1: see what I do what I do, and be what I am it's all based in gratitude it's all based in gratitude it's all based on um, and even when I was younger <clears throat> wondering why my mother gave me I went I was there was a load of brothers and sisters right. right but I was involved in everything that I am now I was in the BB I was in the badminton club I was in the running club I was in the football team I was in the Sunday school club I was in everything mm. but, so they all had school trips yeah and I used to say I used to hate it because I knew I didn't have a lot of money but I used to say mum a pound to go the trip, and yeah, and I know it's okay, so, but they always had the pound, uh-huh. and they had another one to give me to spend, yeah, yeah which yeah. I never ever spent. And I used to give them it back, and then they'd say just keep it, right? uh-huh. but I never spent it because um, I wasn't familiar with spending it, and I was only going to spend it for spend it sake. And I bought it, spent it if I needed something, yeah, but the moral of the story was. I used to go, how did my mum and dad manage to give me, my brothers were not getting it, but I was getting the pounds, maybe seven pounds in seven weeks for mm-hmm. the seven trips. Mm-hmm. I, used to th- I just had an incredible gratitude within myself when I was young, and I was identifying when I was getting older, about how my mum and dad always got a pound for me, and if you asked for ten pence to go to the Taliban, wolf I've no money for anything, do you not realise how skilled we are? all oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I've had your pocket money, and yet, but I wanted a pound. And every week, every club I was in was ten pence. Yeah. So I was getting seventy pence, but I didn't know at the time. But my brothers going only getting seventy pence, so they were investing in me as a son, as uh-huh. my, uh-huh. my um, maturity. Yeah. Um, but I really grateful for their vision of why they should give me a pound because <coughs> I was going to these clubs, and then this was the next part of networking, call it what you want, with the kids to a venue there, was going to be a day trip to wherever, and it wasn't that far, it was a Glasgow Green or something, but it didn't matter, mm-hmm. it was just the, the fact, and I used to sit in amazement, uh, they, they would always have money for it, even And do you think that that is rubbed off <coughs> with you, and that's of, the way oh, you, oh, oh, you oh, are absolutely, in Absolutely. Rather than nature. Uh, uh, okay. uh, oh, for sure. And uh, it, it rubbed off and then it's just made me appreciate but I'm I'm bigger than that because I read the, you know I told you I do The Secret right mm-hmm. right okay and it talks about gratitude I do the Bible it talks about gratitude so it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what music I get it from it tells you the same message and my brother thinks I'm my brother gives us
0: because
1: I give £20 a week to the church right that's a £1,000 you just give a £1,000 of your money for nothing uh huh and I say, the difference between you and me is you think it's for nothing. Yes. I do but I understand the work the church will do for me and for the people who go. I uh-huh. understand the, the the value of that. Um uh, but that's not
0: that. Obviously, so are any of your brothers and <coughs> sisters, do they have that same idea of of gratitude?
1: A younger brother who was a bit of an article about a nasty article, and it was just a bit we were all brought up, you know, very disciplined. Uh-huh. But my younger brother was, the, uh, I'll show you, I can do what I want, you know. Right. At 16, he was led out of the house to fend for himself, although they knew where he was, except like somebody with friends, right. friends' mother and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff. Uh-huh. But um, he's now coming into gratitude now. He's now coming in. And I turned around and said to him, he doesn't go out. And I said to him, we need to go out now, David, you've now got a lot to open up to. You've got a lot to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't remember his dad other than being aggressive. I said, "Well, do you remember the good times about all the, the fighting and, and we used to do on the floor?" But Did he, he just completely shut that off? I he mean, doesn't know. he's lost it. Right. He's lost his vision, and it, it wasn't aggressive, my dad, but it was to him because he was aggressive. Uh-huh. And my dad, was like, well, you'll be you no know, get back in that door, blah 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 blah. I think I'll not you know, spoil And my dad was a bad guy, you know, because he was not allowing me to be who I was. hmm. But he wasn't being a nice person, you know. Yeah. Would, um. He was no more aggressive than anybody else in that sense, yeah. But David's now, um, I said that time before about the way he's just come back from Spain and he was like, that. I to remember my dad just shouting and bawling. I'm like, Oh, you need to get rid of a lot of things, you've got loads to you need to now go for a beer with me one day, to yeah. To talk. And is
0: that his abiding memory of the, the Or that, no no, 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 that is
1: blocked, there's a block, right? And what happens in life is you 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 block. And uh-huh. you've got one as well. I don't know what it is, but I know you have one. Uh huh. Oh, like and, everybody uh, has uh, one. because I got told about mine. I didn't know I had it. But sorry, what happened was my sister was dying of cancer 10 years ago. She died of cancer. Yeah. And we were all to give blood samples to see if we could connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I was, it was him, it was David. Oh, well, that got uh, the match. Uh uh-huh. okay. got the match. And what he was on the phone was he was saying to me, I was in Portugal when she died, right? Because she was okay when I left. Uh uh-huh. And I had a very lonely journey for three, no, two days through Portugal Spain Luton Glasgow uh-huh. and then at the end of the flight in Glasgow ding dong everybody's sitting in a seat we're just taxiing just now but if your name's Bobby McKean you can walk up to the front and I knew it was because I was told God, Right. Uh, so it's a very that was a very terrible moment mm-hmm. but the thing was my brother started telling me about he goes you now, you you haven't got a clue and I didn't he says you haven't got a clue what happened and I said Do you? he says um, Jeff my sister's Man turned around and says, mm-hmm. um, "He didn't. He, he was refusing to believe she was dying. Yeah. He sat there and hold her hand for two nights, my brother. Mm-hmm. And then he felt guilty because his blood that we was given to help her live hadn't worked. A lot had, but he had. Yeah, yeah, Seen it like a negative. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling me about what he seen. Her eyes systematically closing, and then." Her finger pills going down, he and he was there he's at the t- all oh through it, all Lord. through it. But he chose to do it, right? Uh huh. Um, and, and he says, and then the, Jeff wouldn't come in because Jeff shut himself off to it, and he said, no, she's gonna be all right. And I anyway, knew wouldn't, he? and, he, and he, the guilt, he, and he's, he's talking about the guilt, the guilt he's feeling about how he couldn't, he didn't do enough. And that's how I'm saying, seeing right now, I had this conversation maybe about half of with my brother last week. Uh uh-huh. huh. You need to get out with me. Yeah. I can open you, yeah, yeah. I know the questions to ask, yeah, I know yeah. the points to say, but you've too much burning up in there, you know, you that guilt's a wrong guilt, you got the wrong, mm-hmm. you're, you're, that's wrong, that's wrong, and and I was telling them my story, I said, I had nobody to talk to, I said, who do you think I spoke to, who would you suggest I could speak to if I was on an aeroplane in three countries, nobody spoke English, mm-hmm. who would I speak to, mm-hmm. you have a prayer, that's about all you can
0: do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... It, it can be very difficult to choose that person that you want to unburden yourself <coughs> of, because you've got to be very careful as to trust is an enormous issue. Well, he's my brother, but I
1: I, I don't know you experience it maybe once uh, yourself as well. I just know I just I got I, some, I something came upon me said... Now's the time. And was he he's
0: receptive to that? I thing.
1: and I because I will say do over it. He works and Gregs, but he works weekends and uh-huh. he's never available. And yep. I think he's feared himself to go too much social because mm-hmm. when he was younger he was wild, not wild, but maybe I'm exaggerating, yep, that, right? Yeah, But he could handle himself, big boy, handle himself. But uh uh-huh. um, it, it, he's a family man now. He likes to just sit with a wife, two kids, watch TV, yeah. go around in a car, and he's got a nice big tank car, uh-huh. and all this kind of stuff. Um, but the time's right for him there, you know, yeah. and it'll open his life up as well, and uh, maybe, maybe let him see a bit of light. Mm-hmm. I remember I got christened, I get christened 12, 12 years ago, and uh, so I invited my family. Yeah. And uh, I remember I invited my brother, and Dave was like, oh, well, do I need to go? And I'm like, no, you don't need to go, if you don't want to go, please don't go. Aha, uh-huh, I want you to go, ah, but... Bit, you please don't go. Uh-huh. And then, so I came along, and he says, I came because I've brought my, or should I got her anyway. I went, thanks, I appreciate it. So at lunchtime, we finished the service. I said, we're well, just going to go back to the household. They have just the family and mm-hmm. I some friends. And they yeah. went he goes, well, I says, but he said, they meant this nicely. And he yeah. says, says, we'll see if you don't mind. He says, um, I'd rather go back because I've got things to do because I'm working more. I don't want to ruin my whole day. I want to try and... And the words, I don't want to ruin my whole day, was strong words. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. And and, it. I don't think he really did see it like that. But he, was, he didn't know the words to say mm-hmm. But. All what happened was that he phoned me that night before he went away, and I had no intention of saying anything other "How are you? How's your wife? How's your kids? Yeah. Everything Because yeah. his wife exactly. got cancer as well, right? But she came over it, right? And he uh-huh. cut it out something like right. cut it out, and, and but he's always got that back in mind. Maybe like something happening. Yeah. But through that conversation, um, I kind not remember. I goes to times right for you? You need to now go for this beer for fifteen mm. years. Because what happens is we will go to our mothers at Christmas. Yeah. And so my brothers like. That we need to all you know, do more of that more often This is not good enough once a year is not good enough mm-hmm. and Margaret as my sister and she goes Margaret needs to be better and she's not doing Margaret goes up every week but he's talking about getting together and I said to him I says this is the conversation was getting out of hand right and I says Rob, David I says we've all got friends out with the family you stay a wee bit close knitter and he goes to see my mother's every day mm-hmm. I says but see my friends in Hong Kong what relationship I've what with him I says it's, it's more platonic than my brothers because I, I I see him more than you and I, I was his best man he was my best man it wasn't my brother it was my best man it was, mm-hmm. it was my friend I says we've got friends that are like family you've yeah. just not got that I says Mac has got an, an enormous amount of friends who are like family uh-huh. and you need to let her have them
0: yeah.
1: he doesn't understand it and I says so that was part of the conversation so mm-hmm. I'm saying you need to you need to go with me and so it, comes back, it came back two or three days ago. We'll catch up, with maybe the next week or so. But I said you need to go one night. We'll go a day out. We'll go a day out, and we'll just talk. Uh-huh. But so I can. Important, uh, but I can. I can sit in here with you, right? It's twelve o'clock, right? And I can sit here to twelve o'clock midnight, and I can keep you interested in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Because I've got enough things to. I've been, we're going to Archerfield do you know where Archerfield is well I'm going to be staying there for three. I'm going Friday Beautiful. 12 o'clock right okay we're staying to Sunday uh-huh. and there's a group of eight of us uh, but I'm going to be no the entertainment but I will be right this is what we're doing today um,
0: you will corral everybody I'll create the together. whole scene when it goes
1: slower so I'll, right today, we're going to um
0: well, what happens if there's somebody else there who's similar to you? Would you let them I, go I, ahead and no, just... Well, you work your, with them. You work with them. Okay. They've got another
1: guy, but this time there isn't. And they always look for me to be that person uh-huh. right? Because we've been together for a long time yep. as a group. And I'll say, what's your favourite place in Scotland and why? And that's an hour's conversation. And then it would just go away. One hour. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Because i did I tell you the story? What happened? Mm. Going it's at a and, great skill that to uh, have. Well, I identified the advantages of being able to do it because I'm only asking um, who would you want to be and why who would you like anybody living or dying just to have five minutes with mm-hmm. and I remember I said that to my wife and she just says my mother and I'm like wow I don't know. I'm don't i thinking that means he's Hitler and I'm wanting to see inside Hitler or else. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to come back she says her mother and I remember, remember how poignant I was to me but that's that's the type of thing mm-hmm. that's the thing I like to do that I can date with my brother Yeah. but the whole purpose of the conversation I'm having with you is He's now starting to learn gratitude and be grateful for what he's got and this is where gratitude comes from. So did my life upbringing create that situation for me to be the way I'm other new? Influenced it quite greatly, I'd Mm -hmm. say so. And then my experiences did that. And
0: and what about meditating? Do you do any meditation at all?
1: No in the form of Just sitting there quietly. No in the form of focus meditation. Right. But I certainly love my twenty minutes in my bed in the morning planning.
0: Yes I love that So if you've got a routine Because I'm very keen I, I've maybe on the last 12 months to 18 months I've now got a set routine That I will have 12 things That I do From getting up at half past 5 in the morning To 9 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. I know that I'm going for a swim I know I'm going to uh, do some meditation I know I'm going to organise my day boom, 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 12 things And I know come 9 o'clock I'm set and ready to go And I, I have to say I wish somebody had told me about that 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you meant, you meant you're talking about Mr. Bernard, right? Okay, the same yeah, yeah. Saying is about the discipline, getting up early. I told you, my wife gets up at half four someone's half five for their yoga. Instead of lying in, playing my iPad for Facebook for uh-huh. an hour, I've now made sure I got up and do some exercise that hour. Yeah. That's what I do now. I uh-huh. do that's, that's my new discipline to that extent, yeah. to myself. And it's physical advantages for sure but I have got a discipline because I go to the markets in the morning mm-hmm. and when my son who's helped me run my business now I'm teaching them all the different sections of the business, it's the section I'm not going to teach them because it's the one I'm to, it's my family up there, it's another family I've got it's nearly 40 years I've got in the same market mm-hmm. that's amazing to go to the same mm-hmm. see the change but some of them are still there yeah, and, yeah. and and that's something I look forward to in the morning and even just for the nonsense that they talk and communicate mm-hmm. but there's great advice and there's great people there as well, yeah. fantastic people, successful people and just really die hard, never never be rich but um, dedicated to the fruit game uh-huh. and I just love it and I don't see there's any advantage in showing Robbie it because in 10 years time I don't know if it'll be there um, and I'll still be working until about 10 years
0: Yeah, I mean that whole mm. fruit market sort of thing is, is really, uh, and, and I guess so many industries have changed markedly over the mm. last 15 or 20 years, but that fruit market and the flowers, I remember when I was back as a student, I did uh, a summer out there um, and I thought I was getting up early having to be there at six o'clock. It was only when Nori McLeod said that he'd been there since four o'clock, uh-huh. I thought, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Who was that you were speaking of? Nori McLeod. So he was, oh, he was the straws man. He was strawberries. Uh-huh. He I knew. He knew. He uh-huh. knew strawberries like and of course when he was doing strawberries, all the supermarkets used to come to him to buy the straw the strawberries. Mm-hmm. He was Mr. Strawberries and Raspberries. Um, and of course once Tesco started buying farms, as they started buying farms, then he just got completely uh-huh. locked out uh-huh. of the game. Uh-huh. Um and I get I don't know how many pitches now are there at the fruit market. Look
1: it's working about thirty percent of so exactly. I mean it's, can it survive? No They've brought the fish down to the fruit and they brought a butcher's Period in, mm-hmm. and then they've got cheese guys in, and they've got preps in, and uh-huh. all, but I still want another thirty percent, thirty five percent max. Um, it won't be there. No, I don't know what capacity it'll be, and I'm asking the question. Mm-hmm. I, um, mm-hmm. um and I want to shape it if it's going to change. Yeah, I'd like to be part to be of pa- it. Yeah, I'd like to of be, just for the purpose of the next generation. I'm not mm-hmm. really nothing for me, you know. Yeah.
0: Me we we were talking with with myself and, and Jen, we talking just during the week there about parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, and relationships and it, it was it led on from um, a, a conversation I was listening to with a podcast and what they were saying was that they were talking about the father who'd been away on trips and and the memory that the son or daughter had was that the father came back with presents etc so he was never present in the mm-hmm. bringing up of the children But he used to bring presents And that to me I thought If you look back at your own life You don't remember what you got for Christmas What you got for birthdays Whether your father gave you this Or your mother gave you that What you remember is Did you sit down at the table for mm-hmm. dinner did you? And it was all to do with, with the family And mm-hmm. I'm just thinking that That is absolutely key mm-hmm. To bringing up your kids sure, but the other, there is another
1: side to it, because my dad went away for two years, down south to right. work, and that's what I said to my brother. I say, do you not recall when Dad went away and he brought us all a leather football? Maybe had a leather football. We had a... F- that was, right. Hadn't seen him for three months or four uh-huh. months, uh, but it was exciting. But yeah. I wouldn't have wanted it for longer, and we had this period, I think it was maybe seven or eight, when he went away, and way, he worked with British Rail at the time, or uh-huh. but the money down there was phenomenal, mm. you know, so I remember the extra wealth he had. And I remember just the leather football and a bank, he bought me a bank, and a leather football in a bank in the shape of a leather football because he knew I was prudent, putting pennies and all that. He knew I was like that by Uh nature. And um, I'll never forget. I said to my my brother, you don't remember any of this, do you? Because he was only two and three and I says, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm forgetting that. I says, because when my dad was coming home, it was so exciting. One sleep, two sleeps, dad's coming home. Yeah, yeah. What did he bring me? you know, it was at like Christmas, uh-huh. it was like two Christmases, it was amazing, so there was a great place for it, because I was so occupied in my young life that I didn't realise he was not there, but I'd already had this discipline part of it, and then he came back in, it was maybe about a year, about over a year he was away, but he did, I do recall having that period, you know, uh-huh. um, but how my mother, I mean it was five years and we stayed four up, how she went up and the stairs and handled all that, I don't know, you know mm. it was, I always love and amazement my mum and just what she achieved. It's and only when you find yourself yeah. in that situation you think, "Geez, oh. Not, you can never be in that situation because do not have the facilities that we've got now. No. No. And no. I remember I hang the washing out quite regularly in the morning in the darkness. Roseanne puts it on at half four. Mm-hmm. I'll put it at half six. I'll go and hang it out in the darkness. And right. I've got a big long back garden. I know why I do it because I always remember my mum saying, son, you n- you'll never understand how much you helped me putting the washing in it and it's four steps down and four steps up uh-huh. and I'm like is it as easy as that and it was all you, even the idea how much you helped me so I know What's that's a that thing gratitude thing coming, I, coming I'll, through I also I also, know how good I know how good it is to do it mm-hmm. um, and I don't realise because it's dead easy but now the girl's in the school and there's the shop say to me "Do you get up in the morning and put a wash in it but I know the value of it. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. I know the value of it. I wish my man did it. Like, well you just slaughtered me for it. <laughs> <laughs> but um I'll finish on another gratitude it was a good thing that happened last night and then I want to ask you about you. Yeah. Right. I played football on Tuesday And I played football on Tuesday Thursday and it right. was horrendous weather last night. it was awful. And I was going to go out for a run into candidate. But we went out but we're committed to the eight o'clock game. Nah. Right. So we went out oh, warm up. <coughs> Rain goes. You focus focusing the game. and It was beautiful because the rain, <coughs> the wind was there. But it was a challenge. Like links, I called it links football last night. Heading <laughs> that way to go that way and yeah, all yeah. that, right? And, and it was a great game as well, right? And it was a close game. And we ran about. You can't, can't hide when it's wet like that. You've got to keep moving, mm-hmm, and So, mm-hmm. and I felt as if I really gave a real good shift. And I came off, and I came into the house, and I say to my wife, "I goes, you know." She goes, "Oh God, Lord!" So I was doing yoga, and even my hall was. Whew, I was, it was fantastic. I've just. I know what it is, I can still do it at my age. I just, I was, like, she goes, what do you like? He's a wee kid, just I says, no, but it was brilliant. Uh-huh. I said, Look at the weather there, didn't bother me. I was excited about the game, I played the game, I've come That's up. And I says, it was absolutely brown. It wasn't as bad as you think because it was the mild rain, it wasn't that wet? It wasn't that cold. I says, and the wind wasn't as bad as you think. I says, it was, ah, what a thrill mm-hmm. I had. And see, after every game of football, I always say to the guys, thanks for the game I appreciate it. Yeah. I walk away from it and they say to me I saw your first fall you want again? this is because you're thankful for the game uh-huh. the guy who it always says that to me and I'm like no, but I really appreciate it because every
0: game can be my last game at night I'd started doing some journaling because they'd said that journaling is the, is the new thing to do and one of the questions I've, I've got a sort of five minute journal that I do every day there are questions at the start of the day and questions at the end of the day um, and one of them is the start of the day, what are you grateful for? So it actually focuses your mind to actually, and it can be daft things. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm grateful for having a job. I'm grateful for Perfect. being able to, you know, just do you do 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 it? It. so I do it, and I've been doing it for ten. Um, was it 110? This is my 110th day, mm-hmm. um, and I just think that it's. It's a great discipline to get into and you can ask any question but that gratitude thing is just mm-hmm. is great.
1: Aye. Well reflect on it as well, see when you've done it. Yes, well reflect that's what you've got on. to do as well. Aye, yeah, go back use and it as a tool uh-huh. to 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 show you what you've been grateful for.
0: OK, so that was the first part of a two-part episode with Bobby McKean. We'll get into the, the nitty-gritty in the next half hour, in the next week's episode. I'll tell you what I was doing last night. Um, as you know, that I'm training for my half Ironman, uh, and that involves a 1.2-mile swim, uh, 56 on the bike, and then a half marathon. And I'm into sort of week five now of the training. And for the first time last night, I actually felt as if I was getting a little bit fitter. And what I did was I took number two down to Scotson to do earth athletics, as I normally do on a Tuesday. And then I got invited along to a property networking event called um, Property Leverage Group. There's so many of these groups now on Facebook. And it's going to be great, I think, for me over the next six to eight weeks to go along to these uh, groups. In essence, get a whole lot of education from them but also try and get some traction and get some people interested in the Bricks and Mortar podcast. And there was two guys there, Tony Ning and Bobby Gilmore, and it was great. We sat down there, There's about 14 of us there at the, the group, and both of them uh, listened to the podcast. So if uh, the pair of you are listening, uh, great meeting last night and uh, looking forward to next month's meeting. Back to the training, so I dropped the, the wee one off at, at Scotston, and this meeting is in uh, the pub next to Bearsden station, so it's about three and a half miles, so I put my joggers on from Scotston and ended up jogging to the meeting, and uh, had some strange looks, I have to say, as I turned up in all my running gear, pouring with sweat, um, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless... <laughs> Um, It was good just to to try and make sure that I got that run in. Could only stay for an hour or so and then ended up having to jog back. But uh, it's really good to see that after five weeks that I'm now beginning to see the benefit of that five weeks work. Not much happening on the Rothmar front, I have to say. Waiting for Robin Nicol to come back. He sent me some photographs of... um, things that he thought were issues in the uh, property down at Macrahanish. So um, pinged him an email there just today asking him for the report and then once I get the report then I'll see whether or not uh, I'm going to do these things or just slam it onto the market and, and see what kind of interest we're going to get. The hockey calls. So I'm going to get out of here. As I say, if you want to get in touch, please do so. You can get me on the emails, uh, usual email, jonathanwilliams at begleybrown.co.uk. We're on the Twitters, Williams underscore BB. You can get us on the Facebook group as usual. That's the Bricks and Mortar podcast. And if you're at a loss after all those four things, then you can connect with me on LinkedIn. So I'm out of here. I'm going to brave the cold and the wind thankfully it's not raising you've been listening to the Bricks and Mora podcast what's that all about? well it's a sideways look at property